Welcome to this episode of Send the Church Podcast, where we are going over the chronological Bible study. And in the previous episode, we touched on Abraham discovering the Lord and who the Lord is more and more. And in this episode, we're going to touch on a very, very significant moment in Abraham's life that included the Lord calling him to sacrifice his son. Now, this story has been very controversial for a lot of people because they do not understand and look at this story from biblical context. What story exactly? Genesis chapter 22 talks about the offering of Isaac. Now, in previous episodes, we've touched on the importance of being children of Abraham. And the New Testament hits that quite a bit, how we need to emulate the faith of Abraham. He had some shortcomings. He had some difficulties and frailties along the way that surfaced, but God called Abraham friend because Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So as children of Abraham, we need to emulate the faith of Abraham. Yet also, if we are going to be children of Abraham, we must also look at the child of Abraham that God chose to fulfill his covenant through. That child is Isaac. We touched on the difference between Isaac and Ishmael, how God did bless Ishmael, but had covenant with Isaac, and how blessing and covenant are not the same thing. So God blesses Ishmael, but God chooses Isaac for his covenant. And for us to be children of Abraham, we don't just emulate the faith of Abraham, but we look at Isaac in order to extract biblical principles of how he lived so that we may also grow in our relationship with God. Because in the story of Genesis 22, where God speaks to Abraham to offer Isaac, Isaac was as much of a participant as Abraham was. There was mutual responsibility and participation in the offering of Isaac. So let's look at the story. And the Bible says, It came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Again, the biblical context. Abraham comes from a background where many of the gods of Abraham's father and his background, they would 
have a common practice to those false gods of Abraham's background and his father's to offer children. Molech was one of the gods. And really, Molech is the same god, but different name and face and different cultures of the time that we see comes after the Tower of Babel. After the Tower of Babel, they had they had distributed themselves across the entire world. But previous to the scattering, they all had the same speech and they all really had the same religion. And they would offer their children up unto their false god and kill them on their altars. So it was well known to offer children in sacrifice unto false gods. And Abraham comes from this background. And Abraham is on his own journey of discovering who God is. So for Abraham to hear that voice that he's been following for years now, tell him, offer your son, your only son Isaac, on the mountain that I'm going to tell you, that is not foreign to Abraham. You could do a little bit of research and see over and over and over again that the pagan nations surrounding and inside of the region that Abraham is from, they offered children on the altar to their false gods. In fact, we even see that same type of worship today through abortion. And that same spirit is still around. It just has a different face or name. So, Abraham, he hears his voice to offer his children, his child, Isaac. And he says, okay. So, he gets Isaac the Bible says he rose up early in the morning. He grabs his donkey and takes two young men with him and Isaac, his son, and wood for the burnt offering and went into the place which God had told him. So Abraham does what he hears, this voice that is God, the almighty God of the Bible, speaking to him to do. And on the third day, the Bible says in verse 4, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. To Abraham, offering Isaac was an act of worship. This is something that he was acquainted with per his background. You could look at biblical context of the pagan nations and other historical context of this time period and see this was a common practice. Now, a lot of people would lose and have lost their minds thinking about this story today. How could God ask that of Abraham? Well, let's keep reading the story. 
The Bible says in verse 6, Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon his son Isaac. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they both went of them together. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? So Isaac was in on some level of understanding that there is an offering that was going to take place. Abraham knows because Abraham says, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. So Isaac is of enough age to carry wood up a mountain and then walk up with his father, Abraham, up this mountain. There's mutual participation here. Yet Isaac doesn't have the full story. In fact, the fact that Isaac is carrying wood for the offering is actually a typology of the fact that Christ, who's our Lamb of God, carrying the cross for the sacrifice that he paid for us to have access to salvation. Isaac is doing something similar, carrying the wood for his own sacrifice that he's about to present himself for, that Abraham knows about, but Isaac knows in part. Let's keep reading for more context. Abraham says ahead of time, God will provide himself a lamb. Now, this is so beautiful because Abraham has a track record of years of relationship with God at this point. He's seen God do miraculous things that no other God can do. Like miraculous, miraculously provide a son in old age. So Abraham knows this God of heaven and earth, the Lord, is different. But he's still following the voice. And he says out of faith that God's going to provide himself a lamb. This is very interesting. And verse 9 says, And they came to the place where which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. So Isaac participates with his dad, even though Isaac is looking for a lamb, just like Abraham is. See, Abraham and Isaac saw the place of sacrifice and spoke provision in the process. Isaac and Abraham foresaw provision by faith when God called them to sacrifice on the mountain. Abraham doesn't just hypothesize sacrificing Isaac. 
the Bible says in verse 10, Abraham stretches forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Again, Abraham comes from a background where people sacrifice their children all the time to their false gods. Many times did it with their firstborn child that they wanted to dedicate to their false god by killing them. And Isaac participates the whole time because he's got family members who participate in that junk. And so an angel of the Lord shows up, calls him, calls unto him out of heaven and says, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. Seest thou that hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. This angel was speaking on behalf of God, saying how Abraham and his only son Isaac, see God recognizes solely what is in covenant with him. That which is not in covenant with God, he does not recognize. He does not participate with. He does not acknowledge And it's not legitimate before his eyes. But this angel speaks to Abraham that he immediately ought to stop sacrificing Isaac. And in this very moment unfolds another experience where Abraham sees that this God is not like the other gods. See, you and I in our relationship with God, he will time and time and time again in significant moments of life will want to reveal himself as the God that's unlike any other God. God wants to reveal himself in our lives that he's different than alcohol, he's different than pornography, he's different than lying and falsehood, he's different than greed and avarice and all the gods of this world, all the idolatry of this world. Jesus Christ wants to show himself to us that he is not like the false gods of this world. And so, the Lord stops Abraham and Abraham lifts up his eyes and looked and behold a ram caught in a thicket in the by the horns and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son and Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord, our provider. See, Abraham and Isaac saw the place of sacrifice and worship as a place of supernatural provision. They professed and declared the things that are not as though they already are. And I really believe that that's one of the things that God that got God's attention regarding Abraham and Isaac is that they looked for that which was not visible, but was present in the supernatural realm. They looked for what was not visible. 
to the naked eye, but was present in the supernatural realm. And in this moment was the provision of God. They looked for a lamb, but God had a ram provided for them. And you know what the difference between a lamb and a ram is? A lamb is a young sheep, but a ram is a fully grown male sheep. God had prepared and provided something greater than the imagination and the faith that Abraham and Isaac were looking unto God with. And if you see the same story from the perspective of the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, which we've touched on several times in previous Bible studies, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he called, which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. That's talking about the same story of Genesis 22. He went out not knowing where he went. By faith, the Bible says, he sojourned in the land of promises in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. And the Bible talks a lot about how Abraham approached this situation. And in fact, it's got to say this about Abraham in verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried of God, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. See, when we sacrifice unto God, that's not a declaration of us giving up the promises. That's a declaration of the fact that we have received the promises. See, this is the principle that Jesus talks about. Freely you have received, freely give. And we see that Abraham freely gives what he had already freely received. When we give, we testify of the fact that we have received. That's why we must activate the gifts of God that he puts in our lives to truly demonstrate that we have received what God has given. We must give it away. We must operate in it. We must activate it. We must flow and live on a regular basis by the grace and mercy of God continuously in it. Verse 18 says, Of whom it was said, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. What is this saying? Abraham accounted that God was able to raise Isaac from the dead. Now, I have one quick question for you. In the previous Bible studies that we've touched on, from Genesis 1 through the book of Job and Genesis 12 all the way to 22, who had been raised from the dead? No one. No one in human history had been raised from the dead up to this point per biblical account. 
So how in the world could Abraham believe for something that's never happened before? Well, that is the question. That is actually the answer to the same question. Abraham, when he was called, along with Isaac, to supernatural demonstration of sacrifice unto God. He opened up a portal of faith in his imagination, in his spirit, where he believed for things that have never happened before. And so the question is for us, can we believe for things that have never happened before when God calls us to a sacrifice we've never experienced before? Because the place of sacrifice for Abraham and Isaac was the place of worship and provision. They were already looking for that lamb. They spoke it, that a lamb was coming. And instead of a lamb, God always outdoes what we can believe for. And it was a ram that God provided. We've got to let the call to deeper commitment produce a faith for things that have never happened before. And Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do. Because he ascended up into heaven unto the Father. God is wanting to stretch our imagination, stretch our faith to believe for things we've never seen before. And the question is, what have you never seen before that God has not yet done in and through your life? Well, what will you do? What will I do in order to step beyond any commitment we've ever made before? That is the question. Because it is in that moment we'll see the Lord in a new way. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. So Abraham returns to the young men and they rise up and go to Beersheba. See, this this place of sacrifice was a private one. And Abraham doesn't come back and tout about how God provided. But he does he does give glory and honor to the Lord. So the question is, will we allow the Lord to stretch our faith? To experience things we've never experienced before. But by calling us to a commitment we've never committed before. God wants to do a new thing in the earth. I'm grateful that there are miracle signs and wonders. And many beautiful experiences recorded in the Bible. Seas parting. Rivers parting. People 
translating from one region to the other. People being healed by handkerchiefs being distributed across the sick. People being healed in the shadow of Peter. And it'd be wonderful, of course, to see all of those things happen again. But we never read of anybody being healed by the shadow of Jesus. Because God had set up his church to do the greater works then. And he is also doing it now. We should be thankful to experience that which is in the Bible. In fact, we should desire that. But also not stop there. There are new things that God wants to do with his church now that are an extension of what the Bible shows us. Let us move forward in our relationship with God and go beyond where he's calling us. God wants to give us an imagination of faith, not just imaginations for earthly things, but an imagination for supernatural things. Thank you for joining this episode, Chronological Bible Study number eight. Pray was a blessing. I encourage you to read Hebrews 11 and Genesis 22 in light of this story. Let it be a blessing to you and be blessed in Jesus' name.